0: Editorial meeting. We shall no longer have pronouns.
1: (laughs) Only con nouns.
2: Welcome to Unimed's Innovation Overground, where we dig into some of those amazing academic discoveries and innovations that we often hear about but never seem to come to fruition. We want to look at some of those discoveries and innovations and find out how we might be able to help push those things across the finish line into things, actual things, living on a store shelf somewhere. Thank you for joining us. I'm Charlie Litton, joined by Tyler Scher and Joe Rungi. Tyler is a uh, Ph.D. licensing associate in our office. Hi Joe or hi Tyler. <laughs> hi Charlie. Joe is the uh patent lawyer in our office, Hi Joe. Wait, which one am I? Oh gosh, don't test, don't test me. God, I you. was told there'd be no
0: test. <laughs> Who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> You're patent lawyer, right? I am. Did I get that wrong? No, I no? I, I got to take okay. classes every year to keep that status.
2: <laughs> okay. Congratulations on not flunking yet.
0: Yeah. No. Got a good streak going. (laughs) (laughs) And while I do, please take a moment to review the podcast. Please rate it. Please tell your friends. We're looking to become the front porch for academic innovation worldwide. And we need your help to do it. Please also take a moment to look at the future technologies on today's episode in the program notes. Every week, it's something awesome. But this week... Especially so.
2: Yes, I should also mention that we are sponsored by Unimed, the Technology Transfer and Commercialization Office at the University of Nebraska, and that is where we are gainfully employed, at least for the moment. Um, Anyway, okay, all that said, I think it's time we go over something that, you know, there's been recent news about uh, some disasters, um, at least fires, you know, California was basically, the whole state was on fire. Um, Notre Dame Cathedral, you know, started on fire a while back. Um Tyler I know you were looking at something that that they're working on in Lincoln which is um kind of pertains to that a little bit in a really interesting way which is to you talk about the three legs of fire what is it uh oxygen,
1: oxygen. heat Some, something heat, combustible and then yeah. The fuel yeah, right? yeah there you go yeah yeah
2: and then so so usually people remove you know the heat or the oxygen you never thought about – I mean, removing the fuel is pretty complicated if it's on fire. Yeah, right? it's not
1: as intuitive, right?
2: Um, but it looks like Lincoln is looking at that that particular leg, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, they had some clever research coming out of a couple of uh, computer science engineers. So the original researchers – I think there's been more that have joined the team since uh, – were doc- well, we, Dr. What, what's Carrick, technology? Detweiler. Okay, yeah, the yeah. technology is using drones uh, to fight fire – with fire actually (laughs) fight fire with fire yep so it's drone technology that delivers a chemical ping pong ball sized payload um that is incendiary so (laughs)
2: they're dropping like (laughs) like little bombs on a little
1: tiny bombs and the the drones can do this in a very precise manner so you and they have a software application that tracks exactly where the drones are at all times you can do this safely obviously as well so you're able to go into a hot zone where there's a huge forest fire Um, a person can be miles away controlling the drones and visualizing where the drones are so how
2: would that work i mean wouldn't you just make the fire bigger
1: yeah, so you don't add it to the belly of the beast. <laughs> you, 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 you start fires around the perimeter um, or, or ahead of where the fire is going to, again, cut off the, the fuel source. So when it gets there, the thinking is if there's a big already scorched earth uh, perimeter around the fire, then it'll be contained. It won't be able to, to leap over that dead zone, there's nothing to burn there.
2: So I thought I remember seeing somewhere. Maybe this is wrong. Maybe I don't know if, if if you don't know, you don't know. But is it true that that some of the the problem with some of these forest fires, at least like out like we've been hearing about, like in California, is is that it's not that they're fires; it's just that they're the intensity of them is so much that it completely destroys. Like if, like fire is a part of the natural order of things, right? Yes. And so you know, it's just I think a lot of things have adapted to deal with fire. But not mm. these raging infernos that we're starting to see now, and I wonder if that's... Yeah, it's,
1: I'm not an ecologist. My limited understanding, uh, the one one school of thought here is that we've we've overprotected forests um, uh, for, with with good intentions, right. but con- but allowing for some natural burning now and again is actually healthy for yeah. the environment. And yeah. by overprotecting, we've allowed there to be a, an overly abundant source of fuel for. Then, when there is a fire, now there's a lot of readily right, available so like combustible things. they burn more things. intensely, yep. and then it really destroys things. So. Yeah, yeah.
2: So I, I just wonder if this is a way to keep it from getting too intense.
1: Actually, the yeah, fu- you could probably use this proactively. I guess yeah. you could you could use this. So that, I mean, we up in Nebraska here, we get to breathe in the 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 yeah. effects of controlled fires in Kansas <laughs> yes. every year yeah. around this time. So yes. just it's allergy season. Oh,
0: that's what that is.
1: And now it's also uh, Kansas it's, wildfire season. It's, it's, it's barbecue season. Yeah. We can. Just, it does <laughs> make some
2: for some pretty sunset.
1: It makes for some pretty sunsets. Yeah. It also makes for some so, bad air quality. Input. Is that
2: so can you use these these uh napalm ping pong balls for lack of a better <laughs> term? Uh can we can you use those in like a – is this just like for like a like an environmental fire, I guess. Oh, definitely. A, so yeah, one not big like a building or anything, like n- a house
1: fire. Um, not that I've heard of yet. Well, I don't think they do controlled <laughs> burns of buildings. <laughs> yeah. that's not that's not a <laughs> well, great. The car isn't on fire yet. Hey. Let's send the drone in, hey, Charlie. I think that guy was messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do it. So, yeah. fire departments do occasionally do controlled fires right to practice to like you know sure to train and stuff but no I don't wow, think that I don't, I don't think that I don't think that's one of their their uh, target um, markets for, for <laughs> this product I think it's no they, they are targeting um, agricultural rural for, for controlled environmental fires that's a big market sector for them too okay. yeah yeah so again the company this was originally a university technology out of Lincoln uh, developed by computer science engineers Carrick uh, Detweiler and Sebastian Elbaum um, the company's called Drone Amplified, and this this particular patent that they licensed uh, f- um, from the university is called Ignis. So the, okay. the patent covers... Um, their their a chemical reaction, their payload, but cleverly the application of fighting fire with with fire actually.
2: Well, I'll wait, I thought of a way <laughs> you could use it on buildings. So let's say you have a much bigger disaster, like a like an earthquake. San Francisco is burning mm-hmm. down. Could you lend, like maybe, start a row of houses on fire to like a, to
0: act as a firewall?
1: Could I, not a great market? Okay,
0: and so I'm I don't right.
1: know if this would have helped with with the Great Chicago Fire. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but there might be other technologies out there just, that just, could help with something just like that. Joe, start talking. <laughs>
2: Jeez, Louise, you set up on a tee for the guy. He's like, "Oh, that would be neat, wouldn't it?"
1: That was totally. That was that was my son. just totally <laughs> knocking the tee over. This is just <laughs> what tippy. do you want me to do
0: with this big stick? It's Timmy Choke all up. The way along. Joe, choke up. <laughs> choke up. Joe, turn around. Game's over here. Joe, stop crying. Joe, why is Joe playing in the dirt? <laughs> He's buried his glove. Fine third base. I'm growing a glove tree. And that glove tree is called disaster simulation. <laughs> what a weird name. <laughs> So uh, d- d- full disclosure, we wanted to like do a fire episode and couldn't find any other fire. I couldn't. I, I failed in in identifying another sort of fire-related technology, but found something actually really cool. So uh, University of Pittsburgh has a, a really multi- dis- ugh, multidisciplinary group that is looking at disaster simulation. And they developed this uh, really interesting database application. And it's this really, really flexible um, um Simple database that can integrate all this different data. So it can integrate characteristics of different types of disasters, it can characteristic elements of the re- ugh, characterize elements of the response, and they can sort of thread them all together using you know really simple database architecture. And the end result is something that that really meets a lot of you know important functional goals, which are to really simulate a robust range of, of disasters. And so I think Tyler has, a, 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 and I think the work that's going on in Lincoln is really compelling as to how you can use technology on the ground for disaster prevention. But I think, you know, yeah. one of the, the, the real themes of the 21st century is how can we organize our society to more effectively respond to disasters? And like really critical for that is understanding what disasters look like, being able to simulate them in our sort of modern era, because if all you have is data from the the San Francisco fire, right? Yeah. You know, you're not going to have a good model of what a fire is going to look like in the 21st century, and so you need a, a better understanding of where are the fire stations, what kind of trucks do they have, that type of information.
2: So this is this is this is technology that comes in and looks at the aftermath of a
0: of a disaster. To no, the, this this is kind of the opposite. This is a technology that looks at what are the resources that are available in a community. <clears throat> what would okay. a disaster look like in the community, and then how would that response okay. be most efficient?
2: So we're so we're in Omaha. So likely
0: or potential disaster we would face would be something like a large tornado. Oh, I was thinking like godzilla attack you know but whatever right yeah we would have like tornado i'm sorry i thought i would get a laugh at that
1: um no
2: i was trying to think of a follow-up to make it funnier but i got nothing i just i just drew
1: a blank Um, that that look on my face i I always just think we're one of the one of the top sites in the u.s that's going to get bombed if we enter into a world war again so do you ever see because we're so close to a, a, a very important air force base you can
0: say stratcom it's cool yeah
1: Sack. They got a sign. Sack Airbase. Sack airbase. Yeah. You could say, you say yeah. Sack airbase.
0: Can you edit nope. that out?
2: I don't think so. Dang. It. I think we're all
0: doomed. Can you edit most of my talking on this? I episode? think we might just edit this episode. <laughs>
1: just you know. We <laughs> use AI to make it better. Feeling it today. <laughs> it's spring.
0: Show's staring out the window. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've got that bomb that landed in Omaha at
2: Oh, a Dundee? That was yeah. from that was from World War II. It was from Japan. Yeah. It was a balloon
0: bomb. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know what they were trying to do though? It, it Hot released. air balloons with bombs on them. No, they were incendiary bombs. They were trying to create huge wildfires in the American West. Huh. If yeah. they only had Ignis technology.
1: Good thing they didn't. <laughs> good thing they didn't. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, that didn't work out.
1: Wow. But
0: the, the disaster uh, simulation is like really helpful because while technology is really good to sort of address the particular disaster in the moment, one thing that tornadoes and earthquakes and kaiju attacks all have in common is that like they need logistical responses right you need to understand like one of the things that always really impressed me is that and i don't know where i saw this but walmart knows that if there's a hurricane coming to stock strawberry pop-tarts right and that's like a big data pattern that whenever in the what yeah no that apparently they just can't keep them in stock after a disaster, which makes is sense. it
2: because they're strawberry or is it because that they're, they're pop
0: tarts? I'm gonna go with yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. right. I mean, like you know, what what is what is what, what is more comforting in life than you know strawberry pop tarts? And now and I want pop tarts. Uh, great, I want a pop tart now. Clean water? Uh, yeah, but I mean, like you know, clean. It, I'm just
2: thinking of all the things... I mean, I made a joke on my Twitters, you know, the other day. There was, like, some... this Actually, not the other day. This was during the winter. We had a big storm coming in, and I was like, oh, great. It looks like the, the supermarket is going to be all out of kitty litter, 9-volt batteries.
1: Bread, and, milk.
2: Well, that was my joke. It's like, it's never yeah. what you expect the store to be oh, out of is oh, what really? the store is oh, out of. Oh, you know? oh never like, mind. Yeah, it's oh. so like distilled water is there, but... But for some reason, all the kitty litter is gone. But anyway, so what, is this, what does this technology do to help with strawberry Pop-Tarts and Walmarts?
0: And- right. Because what it figures out is the patterns you wouldn't expect, right? Okay. So uh, this is your answer, Charlie, to why the, the simulation, kitty litter is gone. They'll awesome. put in all the data. How does it work? Tell it's me, really flexible. Where do I get it? Is it an app? Do I download it? No, it's 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 a, a currently a prototype database that's part of their okay. sort of underlying research, right? Who's so they? Where, who um, uses this? So this is University of Pittsburgh, and uh, it, it's uh, Bindanda is the last name of the the researcher associated with it. But it's really a multidisciplinary group. It's from uh, people in the medical school, people in industrial engineering, people in I'm sorry, not the medical school. So the is this something the state school.
2: would use, or the county, or the city? Is this like yes, a, this
0: okay. is something that would be used to sort of. You know, model that type of simula, but it could be used by other groups too, right? Like anyone associated with infrastructure. So you know power companies could use this to get a better sense of how disasters are going to affect their their you know power grid, system. yeah, right. I mean, like one well, of these this sounds like a simulation tool. It is a simulation tool, okay. it's a disaster simulator. <laughs> Man, I'm we do need out this episode. Fire. Out I am on fire today. We're
1: fully on board now, Joe. <laughs> okay, welcome see. to the Innovation Overcast. <laughs> <laughs> you have our complete attention. Well, let's
0: do this. <laughs> so but like, so to counterpoint to like, you yeah. know, disaster response, right? An ounce of cure is worth a pound of. God. We really do suck today. An <laughs> ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, and so you know the simulation basically. Gives better plans to allow for more organized responses to inevitable disasters. It is preventative disaster relief. Because Godzilla is going to come back, man. Kaijus. Yeah, so yeah, we could be ready for the tornado, but
2: it's the one that we're not prepared for. That's the one that comes. The one that doesn't have any strawberry Pop-Tarts. Right. And then we would be all out of struggle. Okay, I'm just going to end this one before it goes even worse. Thank you for joining us on the Innovation Overground. No, really, thank you. <laughs> no, seriously. And I apologize. We'll do better next time, I promise. We'll put something in the program notes, maybe a little reward for you, like a you know cat videos or something. Or some of the technologies even, because we didn't do a very good job
1: of explaining those. Yeah, they're way cooler than we made them sound. We're sorry, Pitt and Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, you get what you pay for. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Innovation Overground for Charlie, for Tyler Share Joe Ruggie, I'm Charlie Lynn.